welcome to another episode of BJ and Coffee. He's Bill, I'm Jim, and yes, we are both drinking our non-sponsor, Death Wish Coffee. Because, yeah, we still fucking love it. <laughs> and uh, today I actually decided to switch it up, actually, because, I mean, Jim and I both don't drink our coffee black. So I decided to switch it up and actually get these classic... International Delight. <laughs> inter- international Delight. Uh, classic cinnamon roll... Uh, International Delight Creamer. Um, it's pretty damn tasty. It, 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 it literally, it literally tastes like I've got a straw in one mouth drinking my coffee and a fucking goddamn cinnamon roll in my mouth too at the same time. I'm just leaving that one alone. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's goddamn good. Oh lordy. Uh, let me open up with our usual. If you want to find us, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash bjandcoffee. You can hit us up on email at bjandcoffee at gmail.com. Bill forgot to silence his phone. <laughs> I silenced the media part. I didn't actually silence the ringtone part. Sorry. <laughs> and you can also find us on Twitter at coffee underscore bj. Uh, I think that covers most of it. I believe that did, yes. Um, our podcast is initially hosted on Anchor.fm, so if all else fails and you can't find it where it usually is, check that out for the original source. Because I guess at one point it wasn't showing up. It had it didn't update for one episode. I still haven't figured out why. Um, I guess it's just going to be one of those long-term mystery deals. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be. We would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. <laughs> Hashtag Scooby-Doo. But, uh, you know, you know, my hat's off uh, to uh, last week to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for uh, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Congratulations to them. And, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes, you deserve a uh, Super Bowl win. You've uh, busted your ass off for the last couple years. Bill's just wondering what I'm about to say because he sees my face. Yeah, he's got that face where it's like, what the fuck? You're wearing a Steelers hat and it's still on your head. Well, yes, I'm still a Steelers fan. No your, hat, your hat's not off, though. That's my point. I'm still a Steelers fan. Yeah, but your hat's not off, so you lied. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll, graduate, I'll congratulate any team as long as it isn't a goddamn fucking Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yes. My favorite teams are the Buffalo Bills and anybody that wants on the Patriots. <laughs> See, my favorite team are the Steelers, except for the ones that are playing the Patriots, and if they fucking beat their asses the Patriots asses, I'll root for them too. There you go. So my hat's off for two Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> for actually sticking it to the Patriots and fucking making this role and actually winning. And I, I was going to say props to the Syracuse University Orangemen last night for spanking Wake Forest, but they didn't really spank him. They just beat him by a couple points. Well, yeah, I guess they were able to shut down the three-point game for Wake Forest, so yeah. uh, we'll give them that at least. Yeah, I mean, it, I caught bits and pieces of it last Yeah, I actually watched some, I watched some sporting people do their sport. <laughs> you watch some sporting people do so. Ah, I'm not even I watched some sporting people do their sport. The ball was moved up and down the field, and they that sported be, the way. If it was basketball, it's not the field; it's a court. I know it's a joke. Um, they actually, as you was busting their ass, and Wake Forest was a challenge for them, but they managed to beat them a little bit. Uh, they still need a new coaching staff. Well, either Bayham's got to come into the you know 2020s and update yeah, his that's, defense. That's not going to happen anytime soon. <sighs> it is what I like Jim Bayheim, but you know it's he's got to get updated. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Absolutely. Well, another another sports related news. Uh, 
First time ever, Ricky Stonehouse actually wins the pole for the Great American Race for the Daytona 500. So he's uh, going to be working that pole at the race. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he clocked in a speed of 194.582 miles per hour and took the track at 46.253 seconds, uh, giving him the pole. He is locked in now to the Daytona 500 alongside uh, Alex Bowman in the number 88 car. Um Reading down through the article, actually, of this, uh, Ricky Stonehouse actually had a Hendrix Motorsports engine in the car, um, so that actually gave him boost. Boost. Well, I mean, you've got to have a good motor if you want to go fast. Well, that's the thing, because, I mean, Alex Bowman actually had the pole there for a little bit until freaking Ricky Stonehouse took it from him. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it'd be good to see what uh, what, uh, Stonehouse can do and uh, what the Hendrix Motorsports cars could do, because they're actually starting right behind him. Nice. So, yeah. So... The rest of the field, uh, the two two starting spots are locked in for the Daytona 500. Uh, Thursday afternoon, the rest of the field will have to race their way in in the duels, both 60-lap races, uh, starting 22 cars. So we'll nice. see what happens. And, uh, you know, I've, always wanted, I've always wanted to be one to call a NASCAR race. Like, and they're heading to the third turn. They are making a left-hand turn at a high rate of speed, and they're coming out of it and on straight away. And now they're making another left-hand turn. They're still at a high rate of speed, making another left-hand turn, and that left-hand turn into the straightaway is taking them right through. <laughs> I could call. I could call NASCAR. I could do that. In a, I, I don't, don't think everyone wants to hear you keep saying they're making a left-hand turn. <laughs> That's what they're doing. It's a five-hour-long, 200-mile-an-hour left-hand turn. That's all it is. There's more than that. No, not really. Uh, Yeah, there is. No, it's five hours of 200 miles an hour left-hand turn. Well, as a driver, there's more than that. (laughs) The goal is to be in the front of that left-hand turn when it ends. Yeah, well, (laughs) the problem is is when you're at Daytona, (laughs) you're on the gas the whole way around. And the other problem is, is you also got to defend off freaking 43 other fucking cars that are sitting behind you. <laughs> if it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing. Now, the problem is when you rub there, fucking guaranteed you're probably going to cause a fucking pile up. Hey, as long as I'm not involved, so good. <laughs> That's X number of cars less I have to worry about now. But, yes, Daytona 500 is next Sunday, uh, 2.30 on Fox. You can also listen to it on uh, Sirius Radio NASCAR and MRN. So you're saying we have to record it early next Sunday? You got cast next Sunday? No. Then I guess we're recording early. Uh, okay. I expect breakfast. <laughs> that could be a rage. <laughs> I'm not getting Gracie's though. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh. <laughs> Get your oh, ass here at 6 in the morning then if you want breakfast, motherfucker. Oh, fuck that. I had today off, the dogs woke me up at 7 o'clock anyway. I was like, oh, I get to sleep in. I mean, I didn't go to bed late last night because I had a long-ass day yesterday. But I'll tell you, I uh, I knocked out around 10 o'clock last night. I was like, okay, I'll sleep in. Yeah, 7 o'clock, all the fucking dogs are, god damn it, get up. We need to go out. So like, fuck this, god damn it. But I can't really bitch too loud. But, you know, <laughs> the... Uh, it's technically my fault for getting them on that schedule of going out by, you know, 7 o'clock every morning at the latest. That would be it. Oh. What do you got over there, Jim? Uh, let's see. Uh, as many of you probably seen, the uh, 
over the weekend there was a gentleman who walked into a station house in the Bronx, an NYPD station house in the Bronx, and just opened fire. Uh, this is the same gentleman they say ambushed a couple of officers in a police van earlier in the day. The, uh, from what I can see, there was only two injuries to the police. Uh, one was a, injury, a wound in the arm. The other one, the, one of the officers in the van took one in the neck. It just missed his carotid artery, so he's stable and looking to a uh, quick recovery. And he's in the hospital for injuries sustained in his brazen station house assault. <laughs> Go figure. I'm sure the police report read he tripped and fell. End of story. <laughs> um, the there's not a ton of information out on this yet, but you know this this is now this guy had just recently. I think I, just saw, I think I just saw that too on Facebook that he is actually out back out though too. For uh, no bail reform shit. No, he he was out on the bail reform. The he had been picked up for a where'd it go here? Uh, he has uh, he's got an extensive uh, rap sheet with busts including homicide. Uh, let's see, this was about eight o'clock Saturday morning. Hang on, I got it. I just saw it. Uh, he was recently released from custody for toting a piece of heavy weaponry, thanks to the bail reform. Now, he's a felon, so he shouldn't have any type of weaponry to start with. Nope. That includes RPGs. That includes shoulder-mounted laws. That, you know, <laughs> includes any type of fucking firearm. That, that's just a given. <laughs> so we know this was done with an illegally obtained weapon, period. <coughs> but I'm sure somebody's going to blow a fit about it. Uh, I'm sure somebody is. Uh, but, you know, our, our thoughts go out to the NYPD officers injured uh, for a quick recovery. And uh, glad they got this guy taken down without a whole bunch of stuff, you know, bad stuff happening. Exactly. I mean, realistically speaking, this really smells of suicide by cop intentions here. And I'm kind of glad in a way that it didn't go down that way because now this motherfucker's going to have to pay for his shit. Well, yeah, because now he's probably going to end up looking at probably a life sentence. Life without parole. Well, I don't know. New York's a you know Democrat-run state these days, so, you know, they'll go easy on him. He'll get a minimum security gig for 10 years and be good. Yeah, well, you know. If he ever comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, state for you. You never know. Um, British Airways sets a, record cro- sets a record crossing the Atlantic in under five hours in strong winds. I'm pretty fucking impressed. Now, I've made the transatlantic trip a couple times when I was younger. I went over to Europe when I was in high school for a bit. And uh, I'll tell you, that's a long damn flight when you're young. Uh, But, yeah, they apparently set the record for that. And more power to them. Congrats, British Airways. And we all know I'm a bit of an Anglophile, so. (laughs) We know that one. What? We know that one, mate. Yeah. BBC what? <laughs> That's not Big Black Cock either. No. It's not Bang Bo Center either. <laughs> uh, well, Dog the Bounty Hunter is no longer living under the same roof as Moon. Uh, we've, we've learned she's back up, uh, packing up her things and moved out of his home. Uh, sources have closed... Have closed to dog tell TMZ dog and moon set down set down this week for a deep convo and he thanked thanked her for everything she has done for him since his wife Beth passed. 
So everybody thought he was proposing, when in reality they were like, you know what, this has been good, let's move on. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually into that one. Uh, Dog told Moon he's ready to move on, and she, and she saw the writing on the wall. Time for her to move out. Uh, a source uh, says Dog and Moon had an understanding that living with him was only temporary. She originally moved in to become his support system, helping him around the house, organizing his life. After Beth's uh, death, uh, left a huge void. Uh, it's not as bad as it sounds. We're we're told it was just a neutral pro- progression for Moon to to leave. They're still uh, on good terms, despite some family issues with their TV uh, proposal. And Dog grateful for everything she did. Um, you know the thing is is. <clears throat> uh, after years of years of watching the show Dog the Bounty Hunter um, and seeing you know how Beth uh, you know pretty much almost did everything for Dog. Well, she was the matriarch in she was. in I the mean, traditional fashion. Remember, like, she was, but also too like he was also like in and out of homes and you know and he was also in prison. So I mean his his life growing up he didn't know how to do anything. Yeah, you know, and I'm not putting that against him. I'm not, um, but. So he didn't have that stabilization of learning how to possibly pay bills, take care of laundry, and you know that stuff. But he needed lessons in adulting, like he, we all do. Yeah, exactly. And and Beth really stepped up and kind of you know was the matriarch wife, you know that you know took care of everything. That took care of everything for him, um, meals and appointments and all that other stuff and and for moon moon which is you know best best friend um you know to step up and do that for for dog was probably one of the greatest things i'm I'm sure this i'm sure this uh online proposal was probably maybe a tv proposal was probably a joke well i I think what it was if you go back and look at the, the article we saw last week that we talked about um the way the um Video editors at Dr. Phil or whoever, uh, Dr. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. The way they edited the video for the sneak peek, it made it look like that's where he was going. And I think he was, from my understanding, he actually went with, you know, you've done so much to help me and I appreciate it. I think I'm ready to move forward on my own now. That's where he was actually headed. I think that's what it was. It's just. It's uh, one of those things. You know, and I say more. I'm I'm very happy to see the fact that he's been able to you know move forward. That's you know when you lose somebody that's you know you lose a spouse like that. I mean, they've been together for so long and through so much together. You know that's going to take yeah, a toll on somebody. Find a woman who'll put up with your ass. They'll put up with that <laughs> today in today's society. Isn't going to happen. I mean, it's. It's a far fetch between. I mean, I'm lucky. I I got one that puts up with my shit. Hmm. The um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's I guess I'm I'm glad to see him moving on with life. It's it's something you have to do. And the that fucking Google Super Bowl commercial is killing me every time I think about it. Uh, Which one? The one with uh the guy, the old guy talking about his memories of his wife. Who passed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, and that, if anybody's seen that video, I gotta tell you, the story behind that is fucking amazing. Um, apparently, the, the gentleman whose voice you hear is the actual person 
uh, that's talking about this stuff. It's actually him uh, because the son got him a Google Home set up um, for, I guess he's in an assisted living place where he's, you know, it's like he's got his own play, his own like apartment, but there's people there to help him out because he has uh, either dementia or Alzheimer's, something to that effect. And he basically uses, he tells the Google Home things to remember about his wife that he doesn't want to forget so he can always have them played back. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie. Every time I see that fucking commercial now, because I know the story behind it, fucking waterworks. Damn, damn near does me in. It's like, God damn, why do you fuckers have to be so good at this shit? I'm a little jealous of the marketing that went on there. Um, but, I mean, it, it's really neat to see how technology, like something like this that we, we say, oh, I love it because I can turn my lights on and off with it, you know? But it, to see the technology like that being used for such an awesome reason, an awesome purpose. I mean, this is helping somebody remember who he is, who he was, and what he had in his Absolutely. life. And I just, I absolutely fucking love that. Oh. Uh, over the last 40 years, uh, Ray Killiger earned himself the nickname Hayman for displaying hay art in his front yard. Now, he's been a farmer for many years. He's actually using hay bales and actually making art with the hay. Hey. Hey. I don't have the full article. It's actually a video, so I'm going to actually share it on our actual Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to get a whiteboard over here just so I can mark, make a mark every time you say actual or actually, just to fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> you know i got to bust your chops a little bit. Um, I'm going to mark this as, Hey. What does the gay horse eat? Hey! <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. That's kind of fucked up. Hey. It's not a joke I wouldn't tell in front of my friends who are gay, so it's okay. I told it in front of you, Bill. You see, I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm totally straight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. It's not what said. See, see what I'm saying? It's okay to come out the closet, bro. It's 2020. We don't judge. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Ooh, what's this one? So I got one here. Uh, interestingly enough, mass shootings are not just a U.S. thing. So whoever wants to blame gun control, it ain't that. Um, in Korat, Thailand, uh, the authorities over there finally killed a gunman near the cold storage refrigerators of the Foodland supermarket and the Molly terrorized uh, excuse me, 18 hours after he fired the first shots which was about just before 9am local time on Sunday morning. That's uh, Thailand time. Would it be time? Sorry, that was a bad joke. Yeah, that was a bad joke. Uh, according to Thailand's Prime Minister, the rampage started with a real estate dispute. Uh, he was bitter and lugging weapons stolen from a military base. So, again, illegally obtained weapons. Go figure. Uh, ended with hundreds of shoppers fleeing for their lives. I can't even on this one. Um, <laughs> their shoes slapping on the mall's white tile floors because... Mm, Flip-flops are the go-to footwear over there, so like all I can think is a million people in flip-flops running through a mall, and that sound it's going to make. <laughs> They're called flip-flops because of the sound they make, so this is the, the weight of this is killing me. Uh, let's see. 
leading to a failed police raid, a follow-up, and finally the lifeless body of a 32-year-old gunman dressed in military gear and surrounded by red plastic grocery bins. Um, the Currently, they've got at least 29 people dead and 58 people injured. Um, uh, let's see. Let's start seeing if there's anything else. Um, so, of course, there, you know, everybody wants to blame it about, you know, the bad economic situation, and it's like, no, it's, it's called mental health, but nobody wants to understand that the worldwide mental health there, you know, is non-existent, pretty much, so, you know, but, of course, nobody ever wants to talk about that. Um... Whole lot of backstory that y'all can read. I'm not going to get into it too much, but um, yeah, just uh, and apparently he was live streaming it when he walked in. I was like, hmm, intriguing. Hmm, sounds interesting. Ah, yeah. Uh, he stole a military Humvee and an arsenal of weapons. How the fuck did he steal a military... Um, Apparently he was a soldier. Oh. And uh, he got into a military base. Um, shot and killed three people on the military base before stealing the, the weapons and the, the vehicle. Um, Interesting. See... Uh, no, I have no idea. Um, this started at 5 p.m. Saturday local time. The yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go step by step through the whole thing. We don't need to glorify that kind of shit. But yeah, it, it's to say it's not just in the U.S. It's not a gun control issue. It's a mental health issue, and people just don't want to understand well, that. And it's not just that. It's it's the fact of. <clears throat> You know, I mean, looking at what just happened there, um, if somebody can, somebody can actually take and steal a Humvee and freaking an arsenal of weapons. Well, there's an issue in our, there's an issue in the system somewhere. Well, you understand. A, it's their their the Thai military, and he was a Israel was a uh, soldier in the Thai military. Um, so it's not like he didn't have some sort of access at some point to these weapons. Oh, absolutely. But I'm he saying said he knew where they were and how to get in there. But there's a, I'm just saying there's also a flaw somewhere there in their system where who's sending them out and shit like that. Well, that's the thing. They weren't signed out. Well, I know, but. He literally, but you also have to remember too is that, um, in other places, the military is not the same around the world. Uh, some places you've got, because of their activity, for lack of a better word, um, they've got, Oh, they have stuff set up and ready to roll out the door at a minute, moment's notice because they have those kind of issues. Um, not everywhere is like peaceful as the U.S. is, and well, I say well, I, quotes, I, know, but I know for a fact. Okay, for for example, you know, me being a truck driver, if I want to get up on Fort Drum because I got a load to drop off at Fort Drum, okay, mm -hmm. I got to do a full background check before I can even step foot on Fort Drum yep. with my truck. Plus, before I even drive through the gate, a full inspection inside and out. Yep, undercarriage. They want to see what's in the back of the truck. Yep. You know, so I mean, it, it's it's 
it's very hard to get onto a military, a U.S. military base, but alone. If you are military or former military, you flash your ID and you're through the gates. Oh, exactly. And if you know where stuff is stored, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a little bit harder here. But where we don't have everything prepped for, like, oh shit, let's go. You know, but it's still if you know where everything's stored, it, it's possible. I mean, it's not it's not an impossible I mean, situation. I don't, I don't I don't see anyone trying to get onto a U.S. military base. They'll try to steal um, fucking Fort Hood. weapons. Fort Hood. What was it? A few years back, the guy that went ape shit in Fort Hood and killed like shot like eighteen people. I think. Yeah, he was still a soldier too. Yeah, and that's the thing. He. You know, and that's where you see a lot of the military has gone back to arming personnel on base. You know, yeah, just because of that. Yeah, because I mean, when you get when you get greeted at a military base, even down here at uh, Hancock International Airport, if you go over there to the side where the Air National Guard is, yep. and you try to go through their gate, right? First thing that comes out, first person that even comes out is at their gate is usually a soldier freaking holding a freaking M4. Yeah. And, and that's and here's the thing is that so I mean if, if you're gonna go in there and you're gonna try to start something yeah no yeah that ain't happening the here's the the thing though is that Fort Hood and I think there's one other one that happened as well were able to happen because a certain presidency I'm not gonna get into politics but a certain presidency yeah, let's not do that today. essentially made all military bases gun free zones which was stupid. I said, I remember seeing it going, the fuck? How do you make, how do you make a military base a gun-free zone? <laughs> and that's what happened. So, like, literally, they were like, fuck you. Fuck your gun-free zone. Shove it up your fucking ass with a stainless steel fucking cactus. And uh, we were going we're gonna to carry again, which is as it should be. Uh, because, think about it. Primary targets, when somebody's pissed off at the establishment, is going to be your soft targets are your malls, your big areas of people gathering, like your your um, religious organizations. But your hard targets, the ones where your hardcore people are going to go for, is your military bases. So you got to be prepared for that shit. You know, especially in this day and age. God only knows. Ugh, I wouldn't even want to try to get onto a military base with fucking trying to fucking do some illegal shit. Dude, I'll Today's security. Fuck no. The sad part is I don't carry anything illegal on me on a day-to-day basis, but I guarantee I couldn't be, I wouldn't be allowed to walk on base with half of my everyday carriers. That's the funny part. Nope, because they were assuming you're up to no good. Yeah, well, hey, 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 don't give away my secrets. <laughs> I'm not giving away any secrets. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, the gun control today is just, it, you know, especially especially living in a state like New York, who's a Democratic state. A Democrat state? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thinks that you need gun control to fucking solve all the problems. Yeah, the... And and when I say, into, I'm not even trying to get into politics. I'm just, yeah. I'm just stating the fact. And when I say Democrat, it's not everybody that's registered with Democrats. The party is a, is a, is a species, not the individual. Because I know some damn good people that are Democrats. But anyway, <laughs> we'll just call them. We'll just call them Democrats. No, they're Democrats, and then there's the Democrat Party. Um. <clears throat> uh, let's see. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh shit I'm going to piss off a few people with this one oh boy if uh, you were looking forward to getting an iPhone 12 
Uh, you're going to be waiting a little bit. No oh boy. Why? Coronavirus. No oh boy. Because, oh yeah, they're made in fucking China. One more reason why well, I can't say anything because my my brand is actually uh, Thai. The brand, for, but I, I use an Android, but mine is a Thai brand for the simple fact that trying to find a stateside brand that runs dual SIMs is fucking okay, impossible. I, I gotta say though, I mean, it, it could happen to any. It could happen to any phone, really. I mean, think about it. I mean, all your electronics today, it could happen to anything. Actually, computers. Oh yeah. Not just iPhone. Not just an iPhone. But no, I just had to fuck with the cult of Apple. That's all. <laughs> I know because you don't like Apple. And we are going to pause for just a second. And through the magic of podcast magic, you never even noticed a blip there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's mad, mad. Oh, I hate that word, magic. Magic. <sighs> magic. Juan Johnson. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Well, I got an interesting story. Uh, Uh-oh. New York lawmakers issue bill to opt out of daylight saving times. <sighs> yeah. Because there's so little else for them to fucking worry about. Exactly. So, New York State Senate Senator James Scarfus, he's a Democrat, for the 39th Senate District, Go recently figure. introduced a bill that would, would move the state to Atlantic Standard Time. This would mean you wouldn't need to turn clocks ahead or back a later sunrise and sunset. Uh, it would be confusing for my sleep schedule, but as far as as what uh, practical, I don't know, said uh, one senator. Wouldn't want to say I'm totally against it, but... But feel it would get really confusing when traveling out of state. Exactly. For the winter days where the sun is out, it would allow you to enjoy the daylight when getting out of work or school, some say. Though the acceptance of daylight savings time is what what they look forward to when you get the that extra hour of stuff you like. You're you're like oh, yeah, this is cool. Explained John Carlo who thinks things should stay as it is. Many others agree to avoid confusion. A downfall is that it would still be dark when children wait for their school bus. Exactly. The bill states that the law only would only go in, ef- in effect if uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania pass a similar laws. Uh, James uh, Seward, uh, Republican of New York, uh, 51st Senate District, has also has a bill on the table that would create a task force to study the impact, impact and effects of no daylight saving times in New York. Uh, both bills would have to still be passed by the state assembly and state senators before being delivered to Governor Andrew Cuomo for him to either veto or approve. What a fucking joke. We are six fucking billion dollars in debt in this going into this fucking budget. And they want to talk about daylight fucking savings time. Yep. I this is why we need to get And this isn't even a, fake this isn't even fake news. No, it isn't. I, I every once in a while that comes up because well, CNY Central actually just put it out, so it's not fake news. Yeah. Um I can't you know it's shit like this. It's like, you know, this is why New York State is broken. Because we've got 
politicians who are more concerned with shit like this than in fixing the issues the state has to get us back on track financially. You know, it, it's it, it's getting out of hand. This political grandstanding really needs to fucking stop. Absolutely. No, it's okay. I have a feeling the Republicans might have a good candidate coming up in a couple of years. If they ever return their fucking phone calls. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But we'll see. But, I mean, it's just, it's getting fucking ridiculous. Like, let's worry about, like, let's worry about fucking, like, having better fucking, like, finding ways to stop criminals. Let's get rid of the bail reform law. How about that? Yeah. You know, let's, let's find a way to get actual illegal guns off the streets. How about that? (laughs) How about punishing the the criminals instead of the law-abiding citizens? Absolutely. Instead of worrying about daylight savings times. Like, hey, I enjoy my extra hour of fucking sleep, motherfuckers. Don't ruin my shit. Well, and here's the thing. In the fall, fall back. We go back an hour. Everybody gets an extra hour to drink at the bar. They love that. People look forward to that. And then everybody gripes about losing an hour in the spring. Well, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. The thing is, is why fix something that's not broke? Exactly. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I got my next story here. Anyway, <laughs> um, here's the thing. It isn't anything about like electric vehicles, is it? No, that's coming up. Oh Jesus! Fuck. <laughs> um, it's about as bad as my Kanye West stories. No, because electric vehicles are the future. Gotta go with it. It's technology. You know me and my technology, man. Jesus Christ. Love me and my technology. I think I'm gonna find a Kanye West story just for next week. <laughs> I will find every electric vehicle story I can to counteract that loss of IQ points. <laughs> you get the loss of IQ points on a goddamn fucking electric fucking vehicle story. No, that's technology, man. That is where all the brain power goes. It don't take shit to like burn gas, but to figure out how to make electric work together, that's technology. So anyway, I'll move on to the story. Um, <laughs> Snoop Dogg has now come out saying he was not intending to threaten CBS anchor Gail King over her Kobe Bryant interview, uh, despite the recording that sounds somewhat threatening. Did you find this on TMZ? Um, actually, no. Yeah, um, it's on TMZ. Oh, it is on TMZ. <laughs> I'm on TMZ. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> What Snoop said verbatim, funky, and then quote, this is a quote from Snoop Dogg, funky dog head bitch, how dare you, I gotta try and do the Snoop voice, funky dog head bitch, how dare you try to tarnish my motherfucking homeboy's reputation, punk motherfucker, sorry I can't do it, respect the family and back off bitch before we come get you. This came after a tirade against Gail coming after black men, but not being as enthusiastic to grill people about Harvey Weinstein in Snoop's eyes. Maybe he was speaking figuratively, but the fact is, come get you can be seen as a threat, even if it isn't meant seriously. Regardless, the criticism appears to open the floodgates for others who've allegedly made death threats against her. Um... I would love to, man. That would be a long-ass podcast, I'm not gonna lie. Um... I'd be high just off the secondhand smoke. Yes, you would be. Um, sounds like Snoop wants anyone who might have jumped on his bandwagon to stand down and relax. Hear that? Um, 
she said, uh, Gail came, came out and said the clip was taken out of context for much longer and wide-ranging interviews, she, and that she felt CBS had screwed her by releasing a clip showing just the part where she pressed Lisa about the rape claim against Kobe. So, you know, because, of course, little you know, news, what, clickbait? No. News is all about the clickbait. So, Snoop Dogg said, if you don't like uh, Ms. Gail, stand down. It's all good. Relax. Just smoke a joint and chill. Get chillaxed. Go blaze one doggy style. Snoop doggy. Wow, wow, wow. Yippee, oh, yippee. Hopefully, I don't get a copyright strike for that. Fuck it. <laughs> it is what it is. Dude, I, I would, I mean, in all honesty, everything else aside, I find Snoop to be a very interesting and intriguing individual. I would love to sit down and just shoot. I would love to sit down and just shoot the shit. You know, podcast aside, just sit down and shoot the shit with him over dinner someday. I think that would be like the greatest fucking dinner ever. You know, maybe a blunt and a couple drinks afterwards, or is a drink and a couple blunts after one of the two. But, I mean, in all seriousness, he's a very intriguing guy, and I, I think it would be really cool to kind of, you know, pick his brain a little bit to see where he comes from. Absolutely, I think it would be. Uh, let's see. Governor Cuomo says President Trump has says President Trump says told New York to drop dead more than any president. Well, look at how New York has treated them. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Governor Andrew Cuomo and President Donald Trump went back and forth um, on Twitter on Saturday after the president said that Cuomo has canceled a meeting with him to discuss the recent suspension of New York from the Federal Trust Travel Program. Yeah. Um, Trump says that Cuomo canceled a meeting to talk about the, oh, excuse me, the suspension uh, this weekend. Going in on his tweet that it's very hard to work with New York because all they do is sue sue me all the time. Uh, the governor says that uh, says says that well, he had requested a meeting there was never one scheduled to be canceled and that he's still waiting for a day in time to have a real meeting to have a successful discussion about this these serious issues um, everybody knows that uh, you know New York has put in a law uh, the issues are talking about actually is the law that uh, Andrew Cuomo put in effect to allow illegal immigrants to obtain a driver's license uh, President Trump has made it impossible for illegal immigrants to be able to travel um, through Homeland Security because they're not allowing a undocumented uh, immigrants to get immigrants licenses. Yeah, to get licenses. So it's making it very hard for the actual state to actually now provide this for the service, which I think was a great idea, actually. Um, so what for the illegals to have driver's licenses? No, it's actually good that what Homeland what oh yeah what Donald Trump did. Um, well, it's not even that he did it. It was Homeland Security. It was today. Homeland Security, but it, you got to think though. I mean, you know damn well Donald Trump had his hand in there. Um, somewhere, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think it, it was somehow. brought to him, and he it, might, it was probably brought to him, and he probably said, "Yeah, run with it." And um, I I honestly think that uh, you know I, I'm a firm believer. I have nothing wrong with people wanting to come to America. I don't. I have no problems with immigrants coming to America. But if you want to seriously come to America, 
do it the right way. Do it the fucking right way, motherfuckers. And as somebody who is only, well, a generation removed from immigrants, uh, my grandparents came over here from Italy, and I I have no issue. You, know, you want to move here? Awesome. I mean, come on in. Have a blast. My, Contribute my, my to society. My came here from fucking Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, but my, again, but they came here legally. Exactly. Do it legally. There's a reason for everything. Once we start disregarding laws, become a, we become a nation of anarchy. And that's not good for anybody. You know, which I've never understood why people get so pissy. It's like, no, you want to come here? That's fine. Come here. I'm down with that. Come on in. Don't change the table. Oops, sorry. Shit. I shook the table. My bad. Uh, <laughs> if you want to come here, come on in. Just do it legally, you know? Do it by the proper means. That's all anybody asks. It's not like it's that difficult to do, really. And Jim shook the table again. Yeah, it is what it is. But... I mean, I understand why DHS has said this. I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not pissed off at DHS. They did what they had to do. I'm pissed off at the dipshit that's in the governor's office right now. Absolutely. I mean... And yes, I know that at some point it's going to come out that I call him a dipshit on a podcast. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck either. Sue me. (laughs) We ain't getting nothing. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) But, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is... There is no reason to allow people who are breaking the law to get rewarded with a driver's license. Period. No. I mean, personally, if you want to say, yeah, come on and get a driver's license. Hey, Ice, check this shit out. <laughs> I no, mean, granted, there are actually illegal immigrants that are here that are actually working. That's the problem. Well, because let me, let me point something out to you. As somebody who spent most of their life working in the business, who do you think pays for the ambulance ride. Who pays for the hospital no, no, stay? No, I, no, I hear you. When yeah. they get fucked up on working on that job as an illegal immigrant. You and I do. Our taxes pay for that. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, it needs to stop. Absolutely. But here's the one little problem now. Do you want to work on a farm for fucking minimum wage fucking picking apples? Why not? If that's what I can do, that's what I can do. I mean, at that point, it's a job. When there is any unemployment rate at all, when there is any number of people that are unemployed, there is no excuse for hiring illegal immigrants. None whatsoever. That's true. I agree. Because here's the thing. New York could easily drop down to zero unemployment rate. Here's the, here's the thing. If New York wants to redo the state parks, okay, so you're unemployed. Are you getting... Uh, Medicaid, are you getting food stamps? Yes, you are. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to continue to get your Medicaid and food stamps. I was unemployed for six months. I didn't get shit. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people do, though, and, and but that's beside the point. Or even if you're just on unemployment, that maxes out at $420 a week. So you're on unemployment. You're, you know, you're trying to find something to support your family. We as New York State are going to bring you in to be a laborer at fixing up uh, you know, state parks, whatever. We will put you up Monday through Friday. You still get your full unemployment to your family. Plus, we'll pay you minimum wage to be there. So now you're getting you're double tapping on that. Which, personally, I think is not a bad thing. Is we get, the state gets improvement out of it. You get skills you can use to put towards a resume. And you're making a little extra money because, God knows, trying to live on $420 a week is damn difficult. 
Yep, I did it for six months. Trust me, it sucked ass. Exactly, and that's the thing. Is give these people an opportunity to do more, to contribute to and the state. I didn't, even get, I didn't even get the full $420 because child support took half of it. Well, that's another story altogether. But, I mean, there, there's ways to go about this. I mean, we saw, I think it was Roosevelt had the... Uh, the work projects there, where they put people to work, to, you know, after the um, depression, so that they could actually have, you know, people could have jobs. You know, I, I, my wife and I were actually talking about this the other day, um, and, it, and it's something that New York State actually should actually look into starting, which I guess now they are. Um, we were talking about, believe it or not, we were talking about drug addicts, um, and we said, you know, there's a lot of uh, places out there that. Yeah, help drug addicts, but they help them get clean. They don't help them with everyday life goals. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, how to be how to be an adult. You know, <laughs> how to pay bills, how to maintain a job, plus also maintain your sobriety. Yep. Okay. Now, you know, my wife's just become a, a drug advocate. Um, the company that she's you know working for just got a huge New York State grant to actually start this new program to actually do that with one company. And this is this is where it's fucked up, with one company. Yep. So they're only doing this with one company for a trial basis to see if this works. Now, wait a minute here. We know that it would work because if the person really seriously wants to get clean and wants to get the help, they're going to do everything that they can to get that help. Everything they can to maintain that help, that that, that sobriety, um, to where if it's, you know, getting a job, getting a place of their own, paying rent, uh, you know, paying electric bills, paying groceries for groceries, you know, um, you know, working a full time job at the same time to keep them active, to keep them, you know, focused, occupied, occupied, you know, and we should have been doing this right along and not just starting it with with one. Uh, organization, but starting it with multiple organizations, and this is where New York has failed again. Now, Governor Cuomo passed a law, or has been trying to pass a law that wants to literally take and make freaking places where somebody can take and go and get high underneath supervision. Wait a minute here. How is this helping our society? It isn't. It's enabling, is what it is. It's enabling them. We're not supposed to be enablers. We're supposed to be helping them get clean and stay clean. I'm not even going to go down the road on my opinions on that right now. No, I'm not either. Because trust me, it, 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 you know, it, it's it, going it, to get it, fucking it, brutal in here. It, it, will, it, will, it will get it will get very brutal in here because I mean we both have it. Well, but we talked about this all before. You and I have talked about this before, and we're kind of both on the same page of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it, it's just seeing it day in and day out. You know, I mean, it, it's it's fucked up. It really is. See, what New York needs to do, New York really needs to find a way to, A, get everybody working. Now, we have record low unemployment. We're like 4%-ish for unemployment. It could be lower with these programs. We need to get people clean, get people, keep people clean, and these programs could actually work together to do that. You take... You know, a dozen former, oh, I say for everybody, there's no such thing as a former addict. We know this. But you, you take a dozen people who are struggling to keep clean, you put them out in the middle of a park with no access to drugs, and 
you basically make sure that they've got food to eat, they've got work to do, they've got entertainment, you know, like a, you know, spring for a fucking, you know, for TV service out there so they can watch something at night. Spring for internet so they can surf online. But obviously, you, you do, if you're in the middle of nowhere, it's not like you can just run into town and grab some heroin or some shit. Or I, some pills. I agree with you 110% because, you know, it, I've seen it to where, um, and, and my wife's told me some stories, you know, when she was going to school and stuff like that, where they've actually had a place, it's a farm, and, you know, they've got cows, chickens, and horses, and all that other stuff. And, pigs? Uh, yeah, pi- yeah, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, Sorry, and, I had and to the go way there. my wife came home and explained it, I'm kind of like looking at her like, I'm like, wait a minute here, I'm like, the farm animals are on drugs too? And she goes, no. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. So, but anyways, they have this working ranch, we'll yep. say. Uh, and it's, I guess it's here, somewhere here in New York State. I'm not sure where it is. But my wife was telling me about it. And it's actually uh, a place just for drug addicts to go. Um, they help them get clean. They, you know, start with the process of getting them uh, going through the actual detox uh, is what they call it. Yep. And after they're through the detox and, you know, they set up classes for them to go to, um, but then they make them work the farm. They get chores. Because um, literally you got to teach them like they're kids again um, with, like, doing chores and, you know, help cleaning up the barn or milking cows or feeding the chickens and collecting eggs and, you know, doing whatever it is you do on farm work um and that's a great thing um as of what the rate is for it i I don't know what the the rate for that is per se but i'm sure it's probably better than what most places are um i've seen places uh especially here in the city that have had actual places that were near drug central um so what do you think an act's going to do? Uh, yeah, they get clean, but next thing you know, they're right back on the street again. Exactly. I can't tell you how many frequent flyers I dealt with back in the day. Because, I mean, they're literally set up right there in the middle of fucking Drug Central. So, I mean, their access to fucking heroin, cocaine, well, that, that whatever really, kind of drug it is. That, that's free market in action right there, supply and demand. If the demand is there, you bring the supply, you're going to make money. I don't care what it is. Whether well, it's absolutely. illegal drugs or fucking Big Macs, which should be illegal drugs anyway. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's 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 a sad situation that the the drug problem and it doesn't matter if it's in new york state california fucking las vegas wherever it is yeah you know it, it it's it's horrible I, I talked to a guy the other day that uh you know I, I took an uber the other day and uh the guy was actually from uh arizona mm-hmm. and he said believe it or not he goes arizona is still believe it or not is still like the wild wild west out there yep. he goes just more modernized because of the drugs he goes it's Heroin, it's fucking meth. He goes, it, he goes, whatever it is, you can find it. He goes, it's the wild, wild west of drugs. Yep. And he goes, that's why I moved to New York State because I needed that outlet to go to to get away from that problem. Well, too, the thing is, when you, any anywhere down in the southwest, you're going to see more of an issue with that because of the the vicinity, the closeness to the Mexican border for things to get across. The if you're out in the stick, more in the sticks, you're less likely to run across it. Um, I have a, one of my cousins lives in New Mexico, and they used to live right in Albuquerque, but, you know, about uh, 20 years ago, they actually moved out to the country 
because they wanted to get away from all that. And they said, you know, in the city, yeah, it's it, it's bad in the city, but yeah, once you get out in the country, it's minimal at best. Once in a while, somebody blazes a, a freaking blunt, and that's about it. <laughs> I think I'd rather see a bunch of people blaze a blunt and then fucking shoot fucking a needle of heroin. Fuck up. yeah, that's just my point, dude. No sharpies. I, I'm good with that. You know, let me let me have my God given green, and we'll call it. My good. only sharpie I ever want to see is a fucking marker. That will scribble on your face with after you pass out from too much of the God-given green. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be passed out, Jim. You said they're fucking drawing dicks on my fucking head. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's called first out, man. <laughs> first out, no doubt. Here we go. <laughs> um... Like and I'll be like, who the fuck drew a cock on my fucking forehead? You have to ask. <laughs> Never mind, Jim's standing there with a sharpie in his hand. I was like, <laughs> I made breakfast. <laughs> I made breakfast. Go, go, go splash some water on your face. <laughs> you stand there and be like, pointing and laughing with a fucking sharpie and be like, you might want to go look in the mirror. <laughs> look in the mirror and be like, you fucking asshole! Yep. <laughs> you knew this, though. Yeah, you knew exactly. this going yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. You walked in with full knowledge. There is no excuse I would for never do that around Jim, or I would never pass out drunk around Jim with any kind of Sharpie. <laughs> or any kind of marker, for that matter. I don't even care if it was a crayon. Well, these crayon washes off a little easier. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I still wouldn't do it. Um, so, here's an interesting one for you. Um, Madison Moore, a 21-year-old student at Mercer University in Georgia, um, asked the uh, former vice president, how do you explain the performance in Iowa, and why should voters believe that you can win the national election? Are we talking about Pence? No, Biden. Biden, oh, Jesus Christ. He said it was a legitimate question, but then he turned the spotlight back at her asking, I was a caucus. Have you ever been to a caucus? When she said yes, he rebuked her. No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. And that's the guy that we should have in office as president. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with I'm our like, country? I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. And people want to pick on what Trump has to say? Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, well then... Well then, <laughs> and you wonder why I'm sitting here and telling everybody fucking Trump 2020. Um, like I said, I mean honestly, I have not really decided who I'm voting for this year yet. That's just straight up honest. Um, well, because here's, I here's here's the, here's the issue that we have with this whole like president thing right now. We have we have fucking Sanders, Bernie Sanders, who's trying to get on the Democratic ticket, and then we have. Wonderful Joe Biden, who's trying to get on the Democratic ticket. Yeah, at least Hillary's not trying again. Yeah, well, that's true. So we have two of the evils that want to get on the Democratic ticket. Now we have Sanders, who thinks that Cardi B should get into politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I, I will address that real quick while, since you brought it up. I don't disagree with his sentiment there because what he said to her was she made some comment about how anybody can do it and he said I encourage you to and honestly I can get behind that statement 110% because I believe that anyone who wants to make a change should get into it they should try to make that change well, here's the only problem with Cardi B what's that do you know she's part of the blood gang you know what I don't judge at this point. If you want to, if you want to run for office, that's on you. But do we need that kind of publicity in office? 
At this point, what the fuck difference does it make? Let's be honest here. Because look at what's going on. Do you think for one second that all those motherfuckers that have been in Washington, D.C. for the last 30, 40 years, do you think they're any different than some street gang? If anything, well, the street no, gang... I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, hell, she might actually make all fucking drugs legal. <laughs> not, no, because it, there's more to it than that. Here's the thing. I trust that bitch. I, I honestly... Compared to a lot of the people in office currently, I would vote for her compared to a lot of the people in office. For the simple fact that it's somebody new that doesn't see it as a career because she's already got a career. She doesn't need to do this to make money. She's already got her income. The problem well, is... She sucks at singing anyways, but that's besides She's a rapper, but... Well, whatever. I, she still sucks. Uh, she's got some stuff that I can actually tolerate. The only reason why I know about it is because the wife listens to it. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's tolerable. You know, tolerable. I won't go any further than that, but it's tolerable. Um, I'd rather watch Pink Dry. The, um, but here's the thing: is that and this is what I've said for a while: is that if we really want to make changes in Washington, we need to enact term limits all the way fucking down. Yeah, and I mean, they're already in place for the president. We need to put them in place for Congress and the House. I mean, the Senate, the House, all the way down. You know, because that's the only way you're ever going to truly make change and bring America back to being by the people for the people. Because well, I mean, otherwise, I, I, it's I, career. I, I do agree with you. But career politicians have no fucking clue what we go through on a day to day well, no, basis. I agree with you. I, I agree with you 110%. I agree with you. I really do. And so, honestly, if Fresh Blood wants to get in there, yeah, go for it. I mean, anybody that feels that there's a problem that they want to help solve, go for it. There is no. I have nothing wrong with that. I don't care who it is. You could be a uh, motherfucking. Crip leader, blood leader, whatever, and you want to run for office, go for it. You know what? Go for it. I say that. Because here's the thing. When you bring change in, change isn't necessarily always good, but change... <laughs> Could you imagine a Crip leader or a blood leader in office be like, yo, what's up, my homie? Yeah, but so, here's the thing. <laughs> if, you not, if, that, if that person knocks out somebody that's been holding that office for 40 years... Ooh, I got the keys to the nuclear... Yeah, well, I don't think they're running for president. Oh, there might be God. some issues there, but but here's the <laughs> thing: though, I'm worried about. I mean, you're not. You're not going to see somebody like that who's going to jump into like a presidential seat. That's just not going to happen. Well, no, but, but I'm just saying. I mean, can you just imagine though, if one of them actually was be- was to become president? Think about that. For think, think about think about that logical. Part for That's the point. It's illogical. It never happened. Well, I understand that, but think of it if it actually could happen. I mean, in theory, anything can happen, but in reality, I know. But just think, just, just, just clear your mind real fast, and just think of like someone like a you know a crip leader fucking being the president for a minute. <laughs> Constitutional carry nationwide. Fuck yeah. <laughs> would it be legal? Would it be legal guns, though? Well, constitutional carry means it's legal. <laughs> and here's the other. Pro- <laughs> here's here's the other problem now too. They have keys to the nuclear warheads. No, they don't. Well, they have, they have access to they it, have, yes, but there's a whole system of checks and balances to that. It's not like Trump can be like, you know what, Korea's pissed me off today. Push the button, you know. <laughs> they don't want to push the button on just the opiate fucking countries well, <laughs> because see, they can. But see, here's the thing: is that it, it's not like the president has like a button sitting there that he can just push and say "fuck it." Motherfucker, fucking Cuba sent me fucking some bad fucking uh, uh, cocaine plant. 
It doesn't work that way. It it does not work that way. Um, So with the checks and balances in place, I mean, honestly, it is what it is. I I mean, I would welcome the change. I'm not saying it would be the best thing ever by any stretch of the imagination. But then again, you never know. Um, You picture somebody like me running for governor of New York. We're all fucked. Not really. I mean, hell, the you know, on the Democratic side, I think the two people, the really two of them that have actually even caught my attention enough to even read up on them, and one of them is Andrew Yang, and I find him to be quite interesting. He's probably more libertarian than Democrat anyway. Yeah, the, the libertarian, I was reading a story just recently, too, a couple of days ago, that the one that's trying to get the libertarian endorsement for New York State Governor... I guess is having a hard time getting that endorsement. Well, well, that's because Cuomo's fucked the Libertarian Party in New York State. After Larry Sharp put on a hell of a showing, uh, Larry Sharp uh, did a hell of a job in the last race. That's why Cuomo's trying to fuck that party over. That's why I say once the Republicans kick over in the next election, they need to reinforce the Libertarian Party because that's going to be their best option, is to keep that Libertarian Party strong so we can have a three part, a true three-party system in New York State, which will keep the state solid. Well, the only thing is you need a three-party system all the way around. Yeah, but you gotta you got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. you got to start somewhere. But the other one who's got my attention is that Pete Buttigieg. What? Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Yeah. It looks like Buttigieg. Um, but he... Where the fuck did he grow up at? He's... God, his, his family traces his roots back to uh, the, the country of Malta, uh, which is a Mediterranean. The country of what? Malta. Malta? Maltese Falcon. Oh, uh, okay. Go read a book, bro. <laughs> I don't read. Google Malta when you're done, when we're done. Yeah, You'll learn I'll, something. I'll think about it. Um, but he promises. He's actually considering he's running as a Democrat. He's actually seems to be a fairly open-minded Democrat, which is interesting to me. And again, I'm not taking I'm not taking one side or the other on this. I'm merely looking at all my options so I can make an educated decision, which I think everybody should. Nobody should ever tie themselves to a political party when it comes to voting. You should oh, always no, educate we, yourselves we and need vote. To get rid of Cuomo. Well, that's a whole different thing. The fucking douchebag. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Yeah, sue me for calling you a douchebag, you fucker. Um, we call him a fucker too. You can double tap now. But here's the thing. Um, I. Can't get blood from a stone, motherfuckers! I got into this discussion on Facebook the other day with somebody, and they're like, vote blue, vote blue, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, you can't just blindly, quote unquote, vote blue. You have to do your research and see who's going to be the best option for that position. Oh, no, you make it as somebody came back, oh, no, you choose, in quotes, before, uh, during uh, primaries. Then you know who to vote for. And I'm like, no. I sit there and tell primaries vote, don't right? count for shit. But here's the thing. You can't just blindly say, vote red, vote blue, vote yellow. No. You vote the person who you feel is I going have, to do the I best. Let, let me finish. Let me oh, finish. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. finish. Hurry the fuck up. You vote for the person who will do the best job, regardless of what party they're with. Because that is the only way that America can truly function. The media has set us up to a state where we are so divided into these two political parties that we will never be able to progress as a country and that's that's the problem so now you may go ahead I only vote my color only for one reason and I can't give the specific details you know my details yeah well 
here's no, the thing. I have my reasons. Here's the thing: is that when it comes to state and national elections, you can't just stick with a party line. You you truly, honestly can't because it's not going to get us anywhere but stagnating in the water and dying a slow death and turning into a third world country. Um, because if you can't have a mix... Civil war? <laughs> that's not as far off as most people think. I'll stack up on my ammunition and guns, thank you. Good luck with that. You live in New York. <laughs> don't know, won't hurt them. Well, <laughs> that's federal charges. Not if they're registered. <laughs> uh, then they'll know. <laughs> they're actually trying to put limits on how much ammunition people can buy now, too. So if you yeah, think it's supposed to be like you can only buy so much ammunition, you can buy money, yeah. Which would totally, which would totally actually. No, you can buy the capacity that you own once a month. So if you own a, let's say if you own a ten-round hunting rifle, you can you can buy ten rounds of ammunition a month, and that's it. Period. Not a problem. No, it is a problem. Are they going to be able to tell if I shot those 10 rounds? It doesn't matter. Because what if you want to go down to the range and make sure your scope zeroed in so you can go hunting? That takes more than 10 rounds. Mm. So you're going to save up your rounds for six months so you can actually zero in your scope? No. I'm going to go buy 100 rounds and drop them all down range and make sure my scope's zeroed in on my hunting rifle. I don't need a scope. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> Even iron sights have to be zeroed in. Well, I know they need to be zeroed in, but I'm just telling you, I don't need a fucking scope. That's but, the thing. But here's the thing, is that restricting our basic constitutional rights is wrong. And New York State is going about it entirely the wrong way anyway. the you know, it, It's really, honestly, it's getting to the point where it's either you got to stand up and do something, or you just got to get the fuck out and say, I'm done. And see, for me, that's tough, because... My entire life is based in this state. All my family's here. My businesses are here. Everything's here. So it's going to come down to having to stand up and make a change. Yes, one of these damn days. Well, if they can get the whole Republican Party, I'd like to be that change. So I'm officially announcing that Jim of BJ and Coffee is seeking a Republican nomination to run for governor of New York. And if they don't call me back, it's going to be interesting because I've already reached out to a few people on this. Because here's the thing. We need change. We need somebody that can reach across the boundaries to voters of both parties, all three parties, really. And honestly, I've got that because I can connect. To, I, I've got connections to everywhere. You know, I, I'm not. I'm a progressive Republican, which means I don't give a flying fuck who you want to live with or love. Just don't hurt anybody else in the process. I don't give a flying fuck who you are as a person as long as you're respectful to other people. You know, it's all good like that. We need to give people the so freedom to do what they want to do. You don't care. As long as it's not hurting someone that can't consent. How's that? So if he was fucking a cow, you'd be okay with it? The cow can't consent, can they? If there you go. If it moves twice, it's a yes. No, cows cannot give <laughs> consent. So you defeated your own argument there. Well, but here's the thing: is that I you know a joke. we well, I, I and I honestly I appreciate it, but at this point it's just becoming too serious of an issue in this state. We need to reinvigorate our farming you know community. We need to get them back going again. We need to look into ways to reinvigorate the farm industry because here's the thing, you know. There's farmers that are losing out because they can only do so much. Why don't we look into doing low-interest or no-interest loans so they can switch over to farming products like hemp? 
hemp which is perfectly legal it's not weed it's a perfectly legal product with a ton of uses and then you do that in upstate and central new york where all the farms are even southern tier then you start in your you know your mid-state range and you can put in your manufacturing facilities for hemp products and then downstate is where you can sell it all so you've got an entire industry based in one state that is going to make the state money in the long run and you know but nobody wants to think about that you know, well, this and this benefits upstate, midstate. It benefits New York City and Long Island as well because it's bringing money across the state, all the way up and down the state. You're going to have benefits of this, but nobody wants to see it because here's the thing: as much as I've joked about we need to just you know hack New York City off and go on our own way, we can't do that because as it stands, upstate depends on downstate too much, and downstate needs upstate in order to get by. That's just the facts of the matter. So we have to find a way that'll work that'll benefit everybody, and that's just one of the ideas. So, well, of the of the subject from politics. Sorry, I got going. It's been a long week. <laughs> this is this is kind of interesting. Well, for governor. Well, anyways, but this is kind of interesting. Go for it. Burger King will let you trade a photo of your ex for a free Whopper this Valentine's Day. I tried that, but my phone broke every time I tried to take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, Valentine's, Valentine's Day is coming up, and the last thing you probably want to think about is your ex. Well, just this once, I think you're going to want to dig up your old memory box because Burger King is letting you trade those not-so-romantic memories for a delicious burger. I'm half tempted now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day selects Burger King location in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Boston. We'll have uh, Birds of Prey themed uh, breakup boxes for all those not in the known Birds of Prey. It is an upcoming movie about Batman. Harley Quinn. Yes. It's Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Black Canary, all, all of the villain chicks. If I think you, the Huntress is in there, if too. If you bring a printed photo of your ex and stuff it inside one of the boxes, you'll receive a free Whopper. I'm Fine, down. Finally, your ex is good for something. Yeah, the problem is New York City, though. Why can't they do it here? Yeah, I know. I, dude, I'd be so down with that. I'd be, like, hitting every Burger King. It's <laughs> my phone. I don't know. It's being Jewish. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so now you can go to Burger King in New York City now and actually throw a photo of your fucking ex, and guess what? Get a Burger King. I might actually go to New York City just to get a Whopper. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I would go locally, but I'm not driving to New York City for If I'm going to New York City for a burger, I'm getting me some fucking White Castle. Fuck that. No, I'm getting me a, a White Castle sack and loving every second of that grease pill. That's for damn sure. <laughs> April, happy Valentine's Day, motherfucker. I just got... Free Whopper with your fucking picture, bitch. <laughs> I would post that on Facebook, too. Um, and hopefully someone could screenshot it and show her. Because <laughs> that would just be too fucking funny. President Donald Trump called on local law enforcement in New York City and statewide politicians to do more to defend their police officers following two back-to-back -back shootings that injured officers over the weekend. He says, I grew up in New York City and over many years got to watch how great New York City's finest are, Trump said in a tweet Sunday. Now because of weak leadership at governor and mayor, stand away, water thrown at them, regulations, and lack of support, our wonderful New York City police are under assault. Stop this now. You know, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck because I have to agree with the president 110% on that. 
You know, it, it, it's getting old real quick to watch the fact that our government does not allow or does not really give a shit that people are attacking our police, our police departments. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? And, you know, and, and you're absolutely right on that one because it's literally coming down to a fact where, you know, this no bail reform law that, you know, our governor fucking proposed and actually fucking passed. Yeah, the, uh, the guy who did the shootings over the weekend yeah. was out because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's coming down to the fact that, you know, I mean, we're, we're it's going to come down to the fact that we're not even safe in our own home anymore. No, <laughs> I'm pretty damn safe. I already I was, had a chat with our local police about something recently, and he, he the officer said to me, he says, uh, are you worried about somebody coming after you? I said, honestly, if somebody comes into my home, I said, I'm going to call you up and tell you to bring the body bags. It's that simple. You oh, don't break into my home. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's getting, but it's getting to the point where, okay, for, okay, for example, Okay, you, you look at this whole like anti-gun people okay, who don't believe Bless in me. buying a gun to protect themselves in their home. Well, I don't exactly use a firearm in my home. Well, <laughs> three feet of cold steel, man. That's all I need. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> back to my topic here. Um, you have the anti-gun people that don't believe in buying a gun to keep them safe in their home. Okay. Yep. Right. So somebody walks into your house with, say, an AR-15. 21 feet. You're going to need more than 21 feet. No. If you're less than 21 feet away from me, you're mine. Scientifically proven. It's all good. Okay. Well, anyways, you know, I mean... I can throw a knife into your face before you can aim and pull the trigger if you're less than 21 feet away from me. Yeah, but if it's a fucking someone that's fucking a trained fucking killer, like I don't know, someone that's gone mentally crazy and was a former sniper, sniper. Good luck. I'll, I'll take on the sniper in less than twenty-one feet. Their range is a mile. My range is less than twenty-one feet. You're in my house now. Yeah, well, you never know. But anyways, I mean, it, it's coming down to the fact where. Someone is seriously going to get hurt. It's either A, the homeowner, or B, it's going to be the person coming into the house. It's going to be the person coming into the house in my case. But what about the people that don't believe in fucking fighting or violence? You know, you, you got those, you got some of those liberal, liberals that don't believe in violence. You know what? That's their problem to deal with. I, I, the the, the, the tree huggers. Here's the thing. If you don't like guns, don't buy one. If you don't like gays, don't marry one. If you don't like weed, don't smoke it. It's that simple. That's all you really need to worry about in life. However, if you don't like guns and you don't want to own a gun and somebody breaks into your house with a gun and you get pistol whipped or whatever, you cannot sit there and complain about the fact that everybody else gets to own a gun and you don't because you chose not to buy one. So well, well, that's where I was going. I mean, it, it's the fact that the person that probably doesn't have a way to defend themselves is probably going to get killed, and that's the homeowner. Yep, and, and that's the thing, and that's why I refuse to be defenseless. You know, I, I, <laughs> I choose to be well armed in my own fashion in my own home, and just because it's not necessarily firearms, you've seen my house. The only way anybody's going to have more than twenty-one feet. There's only one stretch, and and honestly, if they try that, they're going to be well distracted by a bunch of dogs, <laughs> which gives you plenty of time to get in range and, and let loose. And if the dogs like you, they'll lick you to death. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if somebody ever or tried to hump you, one of the two. Um, 
anybody that came into that house with ill intent would be well advised to avoid my house. Uh, my dogs are not trained to be nasty or anything, but I've seen how they are with people who don't have proper intent. I've had I had somebody who I thought was a good friend at one point years ago stopped over and my dogs would not let him sit down. They wouldn't. They barely let him in the house, and I couldn't figure it out at the time until he fucking stabbed me in the back a couple years later. And now I understand. You listen to what your dogs say. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, dogs do know best sometimes. So don't cats. They're not being a pain in the ass and knocking over shit. <laughs> cats are assholes. <laughs> yes, they are. But, you know, here's the thing. is that you know everybody has the right to defend their home, their family, and their, their liberty and happiness and all that. However, if you choose not to take advantage of that right, that's your own business. I will never fault anybody for choosing not to take advantage of that because that is their choice. However, you deal with the consequences of your choice. You know, you have to wait for the... If you live out in the middle of nowhere and it takes 20 minutes for the cops to get there, then, you know, either you're going to suffer the consequences or you, you know, you're going to take care of business yourself. One of the two. Those are your options there. I mean, my thing is, is I'm pro-gun and... I'll buy a fucking gun any time of the day just to fucking prove that, uh, you know, a point that if someone breaks in my house, you're going to get hit with birdshot. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is your right to defend your home and family. Or possibly a hollow tip point. Well. Either way, one ounce. Well, birdshot's nice because you don't have the overpenetration issue that you know some some rounds give you. Um, <laughs> slugs have a tendency to overpenetrate. <laughs> That's true too. Yes, and you know I <laughs> ballistics is a hobby of mine. I admit it. Even though I own, I don't have any firearms in my home. Ballistics is still a hobby of mine. Go figure. Hmm. But. Coors Light will cover dog adoption fees across the country until February 21st. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed at that because I don't need any dogs right now. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a dog, but I got two fucking cats. So that <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind a dog right now, but I, I don't need a dog right now. And I would get yelled at if my wife came home and found another dog. <laughs> I'll get the dog and we'll put it at your house. And then if she yells at you, you can be like, oh, Bill got it for me. Oh, she always no. yell at me for some reason anyway, so yeah. what the hell? <laughs> something to yell at me about for once. Yeah. <laughs> she's yelling at me, and she's yelling at me for something that you did. Well, you know. <laughs> then I'm usually calling you and be like, you better tell your wife to stop fucking yelling at me for something you did. Mm. Fucker. You fucker, you brought her. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Old joke. Oh. <laughs> um, but... Well, we are at an hour and 20 minutes, so I think we're going to wrap this up. It's been a good week. Um, let's see. Ooh, Eric Jones won the... UFC championship. No. Oh, that was John Jones. My bad. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, I, was, I had the last name at least. Eric Jones won the uh, Clash at Daytona. Nice. Uh, car's a little tore up, but uh, he won it. And in this corner... <laughs> Driving the Chevy. <laughs> no, he drives a Toyota. Oh, driving the Toyota, Toyota, Mandalorian. <laughs> See, that's how you make connections. Um, but yeah, okay, we're moving on. Anyway, 
Hope you all enjoyed this week. We will be back again next week as always. And uh, like I said, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash BJ and Coffee. Uh, yes, go over there and check out the uh, wonderful thing I posted about the hay art. Hey. 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 <laughs> all you do is that one video where every time the dog or cat opens their mouth, some guys in the background are going, hey. So it sounds like the cat, instead of meowing, is going, hey. Hey. <laughs> My cats uh, actually speak up and say ma. So, uh, yeah, if you want to email us, we're at bjandcoffee at gmail.com. And uh, we're also on Twitter at coffee underscore bj. So, thank you for listening. And remember, everybody's got the potential to be fucking awesome. You just got to get out of your own way, figure out what changes need to be made, make those changes, and go on with being awesome. Why? Because we've got faith in you. So, until next week, have an awesome one, and we will catch you all later. Yep, have a great week. Fucking Tony the Tiger. Yep, always coming back for the great week.